Wondery Plus subscribers can binge all seven episodes of Inside Star Wars ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The following may contain mature content. From Wondery, I'm Mark Ramsey, and this is Inside Star Wars, Part 1. March 22, 1976. It was the first day of shooting in the Tunisian desert, the first day of shooting Star Wars. Droid down, droid down. The remote control droids kept falling over, shorting out, crashing into each other. Cut, 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 cut. Did, did we get at least five seconds of usable footage before that crash? Six seconds, George. <sighs> Good, let's move on. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can you hear that? What's that noise? The droids are radio controlled. I think, I think they're picking up local radio. Oh, fabulous. What if we pull them along with wires until they fall over? Sure, and we could also hide behind them crawling on the sand and push. Oh, fabulous. By the end of the first day of shooting, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO was convinced he wouldn't survive the film. His brilliant gold plastic costume took two hours to put on. It was tight. It was bolted to his body above the waist. Another two bolts stuck into his neck. Every step was painful. He lurched and hobbled. He was sore. He was cut up, covered in scratches and scars. And this was the very first day of shooting. Kenny Baker was inside R2-D2. Kenny, look out, there's a robot coming. Kenny watched in terror as an out-of-control droid careened towards him. Down went R2, and down went Kenny Baker. Some droids were radio-controlled, some were puppets on strings, some were hydraulic, and one had Kenny inside. And the chances that all of them would do the right thing at the right time on the right mark? Slim. An hour passes and R2 is ready to go again. Operated by remote control, R2 rolled into the distance over a sand dune. We can't stop R2, we can't stop R2! Over a sand dune and onto the set of Franco Zeffirelli's miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth, shooting next door. Cut, 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 what the hell is that? Oh, God, help us. Outside his tent nearby, Alec Guinness watched. He was the most famous actor in the cast. He was an Oscar winner. He had been knighted by Queen Elizabeth. He was a veteran of Shakespeare and iconic classics, Bridge on the River Kwai, Dr. Zhivago, Lawrence of Arabia, and now here he was, in the desert, rolling around in the sand with children dressed as Jawas and a menagerie of malfunctioning robots. His head was in his hands. Gilgood will never let me hear the end of this. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. At the center of this maelstrom was a moody, bearded 31-year-old named George Lucas. This was the realization of everything he had dreamed of, and it was falling apart at the seams. Seams filled with sand. Nothing was going right. Everything was screwed up, and the director was desperately unhappy. This movie is going to be terrible. I wanted an epic. I didn't count on an epic disaster. Ugh. Test, test, test. Um, Is it okay if we begin? I know we have only uh, an hour. Sure. Okay. It's uh, October 24, 2018. I'm Mark Ramsey. I'm talking with George Lucas outside his home in Marin County. Uh, Hold on. Everest? Honey, be careful on that swing. (laughs) How old's your daughter now? Five. She's five. Okay. So, um... Again, thank you for uh, making time for this. I know it's a big ask. Are you, um, are you, are you ready to start? Sure. Start where? Um, well, let's uh, start with the original Star Wars. <laughs> Naturally. Um, <laughs> how much do you think about that movie now? Every day. Every day somebody asks me about it. Every day somebody thanks me for it. And um, how does that make you feel? Hmm. It was a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) I'm reminded of it every day, but it's no longer part of me, you know? It used to be mine. Now it's yours. Okay, um, can we, uh, can, can we go back to your beginning? Do we have to? Buck Rogers in the 25th. Century! Amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon and Dale Arden. May 1954, Modesto, California. Uh, 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 don't get too comfortable. George Lucas is 10, and he is lost in the fantasy of radio. Space Patrol! He would sit in front of the radio, staring at the console. He was anywhere. He was everywhere. Other worlds, other times. It was thrilling, and it captivated him. Hey, George, want to come over and play? Plumber, I I don't know. I'm listening to the radio. George, we got a TV. You got a... We got a TV! This was 1954. Nobody had a TV. George had only seen them in store windows, glowing blue and black. Come on over. My dad has it in the garage. We got some bleachers set up so everyone in the neighborhood can watch. Ladies and gentlemen... That was Plummer's dad. He was a ham. I proudly present... 
Television. Just takes a, a moment to warm up. <clears throat> Just a moment to warm up. Well, uh, there's nothing on right now, but there will be soon, and it's going to be great. Now, who wants some high C? John Plummer's dad was right. Things did come on, and it was great. In the afternoon and evening, local broadcasters had more airtime than content, so they filled that time with the cheap and the plentiful. They filled it with old movie serials. They filled it with Flash Gordon. Flash. What is it, Doc Hawkins? I've sighted a spaceship. It's one of me. Flash Gordon. Swashbuckling hero, nemesis of intergalactic evil, foe of the villainous Ming the Merciless. Born as a comic strip, Flash was transformed into a movie serial in the 1930s. 13 20-minute episodes per story, sandwiched between feature showings. Each episode ended in a cliffhanger to ensure the audience returned for the next installment. It was the perfect prototype for television. Flash Gordon! didn't think you'd get away with this, did you, Ming? Flash was portrayed by Buster Crabb, a handsome Olympic swimmer who would also go on to play Buck Rogers in Tarzan. He bleached his hair blonde for the role. He was so embarrassed by the attention, he wore a cap whenever he went out. So men didn't whistle at him. <laughs> Universal produced the Flash Gordon serials for next to nothing. Recycling props, wardrobe sets, and the occasional gorilla suit from whatever else happened to be shooting at the time. The result was both earnest and cheesy. And for a 10-year-old boy named George Lucas, it was utterly enthralling and unforgettable. Like all kids, as George got older, he went to the movies too, but Rarely, and usually to chase girls. Is this seat taken? Yes. Lots of chasing, not so much catching. Some of the movies were good. He remembered one. It was about British POWs ordered by their Japanese captors to construct a strategic bridge, even as the Allies planned to blow it up. It was called Bridge on the River Kwai, and it starred William Holden and a 43-year-old English actor who would win an Academy Award for his role Alec Guinness. I'm home. Another long day at work for Lucas's dad, George Sr. What's for dinner? George Sr. owned the most famous stationery store in town. He was a conservative man, a Methodist, with a strong work ethic and the highest expectations for his son. What are you doing, George? Reading a comic book. And he was usually disappointed. He was so irritated by George's comic books, he built a shed in the backyard to house them all and to get them outside the house. He didn't like George's TV shows or his favorite movies. School, George, what about school? Lucas was 16 now. School was a bore. Modesto was a bore. Life was a bore. And then he discovered something new. Something that excited him and engaged him. Something that would become the most important thing in his young life. 
he discovered speed. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was George Sr., not one to take the Lord's name in vain, but those were the only words that came to mind as he watched his only son blast that motorcycle from one end of the road to the next with no evident care for safety. Look out! This speed demon had to be stopped. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Okay, George, come on out. Come on out. Come on. Come on. Keep the blindfold on. I hate surprises, Dad. Just keep it on, son. Okay, okay. Now, take it off. Well, what do you think? There in the driveway of the Lucas family home was the smallest car George Lucas had ever seen. A tiny yellow Fiat with a two-cylinder engine. Uh, what is it? Happy birthday, George! Lucas didn't know what to say. Is, is, is this a joke? What's with the scooter with four wheels? Wouldn't a bicycle be faster? Instead, he settled on, thanks. And then he got to work. His father thought he could squelch George's need for speed with a car that rolled down the street barely faster than gravity. He would be wrong. George rebuilt that Fiat from scratch. Souped up engine, new suspension, racing belt and roll bar. He cut off the roof and lowered the front windshield. That tiny motor scooter with four wheels was now greased lightning. And so George Lucas did what every other young man with a fast car did. He raced and he cruised. Lucas would drive in circles all night, fishing for girls. Hey, sweetheart, how about a ride? No. But, 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 I'm, I'm going your way. You're going in circles. <sighs> I certainly am. If there was one thing George was good at, it was racing. If there had been a Kessel run in Modesto, George Lucas would have made it in less than 12 parsecs. He collected speeding tickets like baseball cards. License and registration. Oh, hey, George. Order, please. Order, please. George Lucas. 
Slow down. Lucas kept racing, even winning some trophies along the way. He loved speed, he loved cars, everything about them. He wanted to race, he wanted to work on cars. It was everything to him. It was all that mattered. George Sr. stared across the dinner table at his only son. George, pass the potatoes, please. George! Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Where's your head, boy? Don't talk to me like that. <clears throat> this is my house, and I can talk to you any way I like. Fine, well, I have to go down to the garage anyway. Just a minute! The father-son tension had been building for some time, and now it was about to explode. You go away every night, George. Yes, I do. To play in that garage. Yes, I do. Do you know how hard I work to put a roof over your head? Yes, I do. I don't think you do. Look at you. Your, your hair's too long. Your grades are an embarrassment, Dad. I Stop. get you a job Stop. at the stationery Stop. store. Stop. Your best Stop. chance for meaningful employment. And what do you do? What do you do? You quit. My best chance for meaningful employment. That's right. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Lucas, do you have a ream of eight and a half by 11 paper? Not the blank kind, but the kind with the lines? Oh, no, 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 Mr. Lucas, I need mine. Three hole punch. Oh, and pens, I need some pens. Do you have Bic, do you have Parker, do you have Fountain? What about the ink? You can't expect me to write a letter without ink, Mr. Lucas. George, you call that meaningful, Dad? Is that meaningful to you? This is my life's work, George. It's our family business. And I work very hard to be able to give this to you one day. Well, I don't want it. Don't you understand? I don't want it. Don't look at me like that, Dad. I am doing all of this for you, George. Well, I don't want it, Dad. When school ends, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Modesto. And I'm leaving you. You'll be back. I'll never be back. You'll be back. I'll never be back. Are you going to work in a garage all your life, George? Don't you know you will never amount to anything? Well, thanks for your confidence, Dad. And Dad, when you go to work tomorrow and you stock the letterhead and, and, and the pen refills, I want you to remember this. I'm going to be a millionaire before I'm 30. Somebody pass the potatoes. June 12, 1962. High school graduation was three days away. Lucas was failing several classes. Term papers were still due. Odds were good he would flunk out. Maybe odds were good that his father was right. It was a blistering hot day. He tried to study, he, he tried to finish those term papers. At 4.30 p.m. he gave up and headed home. On Sylvan Road, he slowed down. The dirt entrance to his family's ranch was up on the left. His mind, his mind was everywhere. I wish I was dragging 10th. I wish I was in the garage. I wish I was out of Modesto. I wish I wasn't about to flunk out of high school. I wish my dad didn't hate me and I didn't hate him. Life is so full of wishes. He slowly turned left across traffic into his driveway.
He didn't see it. He didn't hear it. It was on him before he could do anything about it. A Chevy Impala, roaring down the road in the opposite direction. Frank Ferreira, 17, was at the wheel. He, he tried to stop. He tried to scream. It was all too late. The Chevy T-boned the tiny Fiat, smashing into it from the side. The impact was heard for miles. It flew into the air, crashed to the ground, and rolled several times. It was finally stopped by an enormous walnut tree. The mangled Fiat wrapped around the tree like a glove. Gas, oil, dripped to the ground. The tree was torn from the ground, hanging at a sharp angle. Any observer would describe this accident as fatal. George's parents were home at the time. Did you hear that? I, I heard something. The accident was at the bottom of the dirt road. But who was it? George Lucas had installed the racing belt himself. It was built to keep him fastened to that seat no matter what. Oh my God. The belt had snapped, and Lucas was thrown from the car just before it catapulted into the tree. All right, man, let's get him through. All right, on three. Ready? Here we go. One, All right. two, three. Get it. Get it. Lucas it was in shock, unconscious. A fractured scapula, bruised lungs, he was turning blue. He began to vomit blood. It was a miracle. That's what the doctors said, a miracle. He should have been dead. There was some, some hemorrhaging, but no other internal damage. He was breathing. He was intact. He was alive. When he awoke several hours later, he was groggy. His dad was there. Standing over him, he was holding George's hand. Dad, did, did I, I do something wrong? His father started to cry. Lucas would spend the next four months in bed. That's a lot of time to do a lot of thinking. He'd stare out that window day after day. He installed that racing belt to protect himself. And his life was saved because it failed. The irony of it. I should be dead, but I'm not. Here I am. So every day is an extra day. Every day is a gift. It's time to make the most of it. It's time to start a new life. How's it going, boys? 1970, the Hollywood Hills. Sergio Mendez is a famous Brazilian musician who would collaborate with icons from Herb Alpert to John Legend. But right now, he's building a new recording studio in his backyard. How's it going? It's going pretty well, Mr. Mendez. Well, okay, he's not building it. A crew of craftsmen are doing it for him. Construction guys and electricians and plumbers 
and one particular carpenter. You're the carpenter, right? That's right. This is, this is really great woodwork, great craftsmanship. Thank you. Good looking guy, 28 years old, no shirt, Hollywood. Sergio Mendez had to ask the obvious question. You're not, you're not an actor, are you? <laughs> oh, no, 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 sir, no, sir. That was this carpenter's stock answer. He didn't want to explain his bit part as bellhop in 1966 or irate motorist in 1967. No, it was just plain easier to say, no, sir. Well, you could be an actor. You, you, you have the look. But why deprive the world of such a great carpenter? <laughs> you know, Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah, and look what happened to him. <clears throat> uh, okay, um, well, keep up the good work. The carpenter picked up his hammer and a handful of nails and went back to work. Acting is fun, but he had a family to feed. And uncredited roles in unspectacular films, well, they don't put food on the table. Maybe his name is the problem, he thought. Maybe he should try ditching his middle initial, J. Simplify it. Make it a name that just rolls off the tongue. Harrison Ford. To hear the rest, subscribe to Inside Star Wars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. We'd also like to learn more about you. Please complete a short survey at Wondery.com survey. That's Wondery.com survey. You'll have an opportunity to tell us what you like about this show and what you'd love to hear in future episodes. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Star Wars ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hey, you. Psst, it's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, well, JJ, JJ, why are, yeah. you, why are you whispering? Well, it, there's, there's a psst. In the in the in the copy, but people are listening, so it's like they are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span. Our mystery. We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests. All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life, and if you're yeah, a Wondery fan, then you're going to yeah, just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen uh, to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.